talking creative empowerment, purpose, and collaboration with your feelings and your concerns. Be gifted. Be enlightened. Be a part of gifted autonomy. Welcome, welcome to the first episode of Gifted Autonomy. I am so glad to have you here. So I just want you to sit down, get your coffee or whatever you're drinking, because it's time for your weekly dose of Gifted Autonomy. So this is our very first episode slash radio debut. And in the future, I will have very talented creatives as guests for future episodes so they can talk about their experience being gifted and maintaining their gifts and any topics or issues they're facing that might be able to help some creatives out there, which is the real purpose of this entire show. But for this very first episode, I wanted to talk about the actual purpose and and really detail that to you guys so you can see why you should listen, why you should share, and basically, hopefully just come away with a new peace of mind and a bit of inspiration from the show. I will hit on some topics that might be impacting really all of us, not just creatives, with all of the uber crazy things that you see in the media. This is a vacation away from that. We will talk about some hot news topics, but mostly this is just for encouragement and a safe space to come and speak as a creative or someone that wants to go into a creative profession and just need some tips or want to share some. This is a very relaxed space. If you are a artist, writer, or business owner and you can relate to any of today's topics or topics in the future, I would love for you to shoot me an email at ashleyinmedia at gmail.com. Once again, that's ashleyinmedia, it's all one word, at gmail.com. And I can read any of your questions and comments that that might help on on air. Because we're all here trying to figure everything out, and I'm sure they may benefit someone else, someone that you may know. In supporting creatives in their journey, let me first give a little background about myself. I am author Ashley Silver, and I am a journalist, really, turned PR professional. So I'm kind of going down two different paths, but I am at my absolute happiness, happiest when I'm talking to you guys, or writing, or listening to music, doing a little singing as far as covers, so really all things creative. You can actually purchase my second fiction novel that I published last year online at Barnes & Noble. The book is about a young woman that really transverses through time. It's about a, a young girl that is orphaned pretty early, and because of a murder, she has no sense of worth or purpose about her. At periods of the book, she doesn't even really want to live. But she begins having these mysterious blackouts that really catapult her back into the 1800s during slavery. 
and you know all of the horrible atrocities that that entails. So she goes through that and she goes through a mass shooting event and things that may be happening here in the present as well. So you really see those two things kind of transverse each other during the book. And you get a real good sense of who she is, character development, and all of that throughout. So I'm very excited about that book. A lot of work went into it. Um, my husband actually did the cover for the novel. So it's our first partnership on that. So if you guys are interested, you can go online at barnesandnoble.com and just type in Otto Stoppy or Ashley Silver in the search bar. And you will see that and you can purchase it. Also, I'll give you guys a little break there so you can write all of that down to go purchase the book. But I also want to tell, tell you how you can actually find me on all of my platforms. So you can check out tons of information, newsletters, interviews that I've done in the past, um, one with AL.com and a couple of YouTube influencers. You can find those at AshleyNMedia.com. Also, you can follow me on Facebook and Twitter at Ashley in Media, or you can follow me on Instagram at Ash underscore the underscore Wordsmith. Okay, so now that all of that's out of the way, since it is our first broadcast, I want to pivot to today's topic because that's really what we're here for. So, the first topic that I would like to talk about is uniformity. So, uniformity is the complete opposite of what gifted autonomy is about. And it's actually why I started doing videos on Facebook to kind of share poems that I created. And you can find those if you do follow me on Facebook. And the poem is basically a theme that all falls under gifted autonomy, which is the resistance to being so rigid and so uniform that it creates a barrier between you and your creative talent. So artist blocks, a lot of the time for me as a writer, I'll get artist blocks when it's way too much going on in my life at that time or my head. So I have to completely, almost mentally isolate myself in order to get into character to live those characters out through paper. And I know a lot of other creatives have that problem, too, especially with all of the noise going on in the world. So combating uniformity is a very big thing for me, and I know for other creatives. When I think about uniformity, the first thing that I think about is it really being ingrained in us from when we were kids. So I think about uniforms growing up. So all through school, elementary, middle, and high school, I went to some very nice schools growing up, but I had to wear uniforms in all of them. And the thinking behind that was, I always thought was that everybody should look a certain way or be a certain way. And really no individualism was able to be shown from that. And so that's one way that I think it kind of begins to ingrain itself in us. Each person during that time is measured by the same bar, the same curriculum, 
we're all graded on the same scale. So it's just a lot of really uniform ideals when people, we know now that people don't even really learn the same or on the same level or at the same speed. But that doesn't mean that you're any less creative or any less valuable to the world. And I feel like those views weren't always shared as kids. You must follow a very succinct path. We're assuming that, like I said, everyone learns the same. There's only certain path to arrive at a destination when we know now that that is not true. On the opposite side, you have gifted autonomy, which is what this beautiful show is called. And in my eyes, gifted autonomy is not going down the beaten path. So the beaten path may be high school, college, work, right? That's the only way to achieve your ultimate goals. But as you go through life and you see, hopefully in high school, hopefully in college, you know, what you're really good at, what you can really see yourself doing, what inspires you, what makes you happy, hopefully, 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 you can find that in a career or you make your own career. But I don't think you should compromise your mental health with, which we've all done at some point, in order to just make money, but not be doing something. And it's not doing something that you love. And it's not the easiest thing to tell somebody because I hear a lot of people, a lot of even celebrities or people just in general saying, do what you love, do what you love. But we know, because we're going to be real on this show. We know it's not always conducive to do exactly what we want all the time as far as surviving in life because whether you sell this book or you sell this this freelance project or you sell this art piece, the bills are still going to come. So just telling someone to drop everything and go out there and be able to really pursue what they need to pursue is not always tactful or the best route. So if people have to achieve their dreams by financing it another way, by having another career, another job, I'm all for that. But don't, 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 don't let anybody diminish your story or how you may get somewhere in comparison to somebody else. So that includes not being a follower or following what's trendy. So I see a lot of challenges on the internet all the time and people are really wild about these challenges. They trend on Twitter. I'm a big Twitter user because I love to consume news. But these challenges, they're fun. I agree. And there's something to talk about and it's something lighthearted in a world full of things that aren't always lighthearted. But at the same time, can we do a challenge where we locate and share art in some type of fun way? And we promote that challenge. Or we locate writers or, or books that may be good and we analyze those, like some type of book challenge. And not to say that those haven't been done in the past, but if they have, they weren't as big as other challenges with people kind of gyrating because I didn't hear about them. So while those are, are fine and, and well and good, I think 
I'm all about balance. So I do like having fun and going out and, and letting loose because I feel like that is crucial to our mental health. But then there are times when enlightenment may help more mentally or knowing, you know, facing a problem, knowing why something is happening. Because I think in today's society, we're trying to run away from that. We're not really trying to get to the core problem. We're just trying to throw things out there or take things just to have some type of relief. When the relief comes from, one, finding your purpose, and two, not letting anything stop it and doing whatever you have to do to get there and, and really facing that head on, I believe. I actually saw a quote on Instagram, and it said, you will inspire some and annoy others, but do it anyway. And I cannot stress this quote enough because as somebody who is trying to sell something to people, my husband is also an artist, so he sells these beautiful art pieces. He's a self-taught artist. And I am a writer, so I am constantly trying to promote my books and find different creative ways, especially with COVID, since you can't go to the festivals, you can't go to the, the book signings. And I found myself pondering, hey, you know, am I posting too much? Like, am I getting on people's nerves, you know, with posting my products or whatever I'm selling? And I realized very quickly that you can't think that way. Because those people are going to support you or they're not going to support you. Or they're going to hide your stuff. Or they may delete you. But if they do any of those things, I am very, I'm much of a believer in what happens is supposed to happen according to God. So if somebody unfollows you or they distance themselves from you because you're trying to sell a product that really people in the world may need. You know, you may be influencing somebody in a way that, that you didn't even know. And it's people that really need this information. They need this painting to see beautiful colors that exude some type of artistic mood that inspire them to maybe want to paint. And then we have the next Picasso. We would have we missed out on that. Or certain words that flow across the paper effortlessly and the rhyme and being able to envision beautiful sights just by reading something because of the stringent detail and that could change somebody's life or somebody just feeling like somebody can relate to them I wrote a poem called homelessness and I posted it it's actually in my first book as a, as a bonus at the very back of it my first book is called choices it's also on Amazon and it's a fiction book as well but a man completely not someone that I would ever see or or even really maybe speak to. It was an older Caucasian gentleman, and he wrote me and said, you know what, I was thinking about committing suicide. I've always felt alone because I talked about homelessness, but then I also talked about what inspired the poem, which was a Maya Angelou poem. She's a very, very big inspiration to me. One of the first books I ever read because my mother was actually a teacher, and she brought the complete collection home for me. And it's a poem in there called Alone. And it talks about the bridge. It really builds a bridge to others of people that have that feeling of being alone. And not just physically alone. Like, you're mentally alone. Like, you may be around people. When you're around people and you still feel alone, like nobody understands you, that can lead to suicide. And that's what this, this fellow was telling me. 
And I was just honored that, you know, I may have been down that day thinking, okay, well, what's the point in posting this? Like, nobody's looking at this. Nobody's paying attention to what I'm doing. Like, what's the point? You got to post it for you. Because you may need the encouragement. A lot of the stuff, like, a period, I was creating quotes every day and creating, like, infographics behind them. And they were just basically, like, memes. I'm saying infographics. They were memes, and they had quotes that I created from my mind when I woke up in the morning because that's what I needed that morning. That's the encouragement I needed at that point in time. And somebody else may need that encouragement. And I think it's ultimately selfish to not put it out there. You have to keep putting it out there because someone is going to appreciate it. Someone is going to, and if it, even if it's just one person, like I talk about this with my husband, if it's just one person, which I've done that because people have reached out to me and I'm satisfied in that. So whenever I get down and say, hey, you know what, the sales weren't up this month for the book or recently I actually got off Facebook. This, this will be my intro back into Facebook because I remove myself in order to focus on a couple of projects I was working on. This was one of the projects. And then another project I was working on, like it just didn't pan out. And so for, I never let stuff really weigh on me for more than a day because for some stuff, it doesn't take that long depending on what it is to process, but it's different with different people. But I had to process this, this project not coming to fruition. And it was hard because for those hours, then let it go over a day. Um, I felt like, you know, it was me. I started taking it personal because I'm like, okay, you know, I wasn't good enough for this. Maybe I won't be good enough for something else. Like maybe this person pinpointed what's wrong with me and that's what's wrong with me and I'll never be able to do anything again because they, they figured it out. No. No. Keep posting your stuff because somebody will reach out to you when you least expect it and when you're at that moment and will say, this here, this right here changed my life. And it will be the best feeling ever. I've experienced it. And just knowing, I mean, I know we do things for money and I know it's a capitalist society and people are fighting for it to stay that way, which we will briefly touch on in other in other um, episodes, but it can't always be about money. Like it can't, you can't make every single decision on money because you may make money doing something that you hate. So that's killing your mental state. So every decision can't be, I mean, it, it should be a factor, but it shouldn't be the end all be all. So I would just say, like I said with the quote, it really brought clarity to me. You will inspire some and annoy others. Do it anyway. Do it anyway. Do it anyway. Like if I could post this on the top of my house, I would say do it anyway. Because I'm sure it's, it's people that we actually bought a house. My, my husband and I bought our first house last year during COVID. Now, at the beginning of that year in January, when I knew nothing about COVID, did I think that we would be able to acquire a house that quickly after being married a year, a little over a year at that time? No, I did not. But I will say that I do believe that everything happens for a reason, and I believe in faith 
and I did go into the year with goals. Now, I wasn't going to beat myself up if I didn't reach those goals, but I did have those goals. But I'm sure it was people that thought, it's no way. She just bought a car. It's no way. It's no way. All type of reasons that people say it's no way. She's not doing nothing for real. It's no way. It's a lot of it's no ways out there. It's no way. It's a way. It's a way. It's always a way. And me, I'm a researcher. So I will research stuff out the wazoo, stuff that probably Google is like, why are you even asking this? But I do it because I have a plan in mind. I have a purpose in mind. I know what, I'm lucky because I know what I'm supposed to be doing to help other people and leave a lasting legacy. And I'll talk about, we'll talk about legacies when I have my husband on. I am believing the next episode to talk to you guys as well as my co-host. But I just, I just really believe in doing something that, and I mean, not doing something for fame or, you know, this is going to rise up and be on some charts, but just changing somebody's world is important to me. And it, it's what keeps me going and, and really what inspires me and makes me happy. As far as writing and the other creative projects that I have going, um, the second thing that I want to talk about is marketing. So when I set out to market my book, and this is where I would love to hear you guys' questions and comments and from especially other authors. I'm going to try to have a couple of authors on just because, especially African-American authors, because they're so underrepresented. But I'm in tons of African-American literature with authors, screenwriters, filmmakers. I'm in tons of those groups on Facebook and I've learned so much. So of course you learn, you know, different outlets, different opportunities. You learn about those, but you just have people in there asking questions. One person I actually met and we bought each other's books and then wrote reviews for each other's books because I'm all about collaboration, especially people of the same culture that are being underrepresented. And you see people like, and I forgot the, the young girl's name that performed at the inauguration, the, the poet laureate. She attended ha Harvard, which I found out later, and, and was very well-spoken. Awesome performance, the delivery, everything, everything, everything. A couple of weeks before that, I was actually a part of a panel honoring Martin Luther King Jr. with Studio 2500, which is an awesome Birmingham art gallery owned by a black man named Willie Williams. And we had a, a great discussion online. It was streamed. I shared a poem about basically the, the dreams of Martin Luther King. I really got into his mind introspectively from when he was in Birmingham, at a, from the letter to Birmingham jail. And I took snippets of that, but I got into the mind of what I would think he would be thinking as he's sitting in jail writing this. And then I incorporated some singing pieces of Lift Every Voice and Sing, and it was awesome. And got to interact with other local creatives because a lot of this stuff really has to start locally. Because I know tons of African-American creatives, and I'm glad that the young woman got her shine. I do know tons of them that are in groups on Facebook that are just awaiting that type of opportunity. And 
everyone is not going to get it. Everyone's not going to get that type of opportunity. But I don't think that we should be in competition with getting that opportunity. And I don't think we should pretend like this is the only delivery that will be accepted or this is the only type of poetry that will be accepted into the world. I think that we should really lavish in differences and we should give platform to those to those as well. So that's why I want to invite people to come on here. And a lot of people actually charge money. I've had a couple of people try to charge me money. And it really prompted me to start this radio show because I don't want this to be a monetary thing. Now, advertisers are different, but I have no desire now, especially, to charge if an author wants to come on here and talk and we can chop it up about things that they may be experiencing and the wins, the losses, everything, how they became an author. Everybody's story should be shared because it can inspire people in different ways. Everybody's different story can inspire in different ways. And I would never want to put a monetary value on that. So if anybody wants to come on here, um, as far as marketing purposes, you can also email Ashley in media at gmail.com, the same email I mentioned at the beginning of the show. Because I think that's important. When I started out for marketing, it was in the heat of COVID last year. So I couldn't do the big book signing that I wanted to do at an art gallery venue. So I, I had to get creative. And I, and I want other people's thoughts on this because everything that I did did not work. Some things, I created a strategic plan and I did three phases. Some of the phases still aren't complete. And I did this last year, but they are going to be completed because... I've written them down and I've committed to to living those out. One thing, a couple of things that I wanted to do as far as marketing, just to give some people some ideas, is, of course, I published the book with Barnes & Noble, and, and that's a pretty strenuous, well, I, I would say time-consuming process, but it's nothing that you can't read up on and do. Once you have your manuscript and... You got it edited, proofread, probably got some other people to read it to make sure it's really thorough, and worked on your cover, what you want that to look like, whether you want um, a graphic design cover or, or whatnot. My husband actually created my cover from an oil painting, and it, it was an idea that we'd had we we'd had for about two years prior. So it was it was nothing spur of the moment by by any chance, but. It is people out there, like I said, in several of the Facebook groups that are graphic designers and different places that you can get help with that. So I did that. I looked into YouTube paid advertising and different social media strategies. And with paid advertising, I'm still kind of dipping my toe into that. With YouTube, I don't know if the ROI, return on investment, would be worth what the pricing is. So I quickly kind of let that go and was like, you know what, I'm just going to try to do type of organic growth because I'm not sure that putting all of this money into YouTube is really going to be what's best for my book, my book strategy per se. Now, it may work for other people, but I don't know. So I have found more success targeting influencers. So I, I did a campaign for autoscopy influencers, and I picked people um, – someone that was a 
two people that were reporters, some business owners, um, some people from really across the nation, different demographics to actually promote the book to their social media audiences, and, and that went well. I also used different email marketing businesses to create newsletters, and I, I sent those out. I have a, a list, a pretty involved list of media contacts locally and, and some nationally. I actually researched some more, researched bloggers. I mean, it's constant, it's constant research and marketing strategies to see what works for you, what doesn't work, how can this be done better, and really just trying to collaborate with different people. I would say collaboration is the biggest thing, and it's difficult to collaborate just digitally. Digital collaboration is a huge tool, but it's, it's a lot of research that goes into it to see you know, what platforms are best for you because all platforms you're, you're not going to benefit from or you may not reach the audience that you want to. I used Canva a lot, Adobe Photoshop, just to create um, Adobe Spark, if, if any of you are familiar with those. I think they, they're pretty costly, but they're well worth it, well worth it. If you're trying to create videos, I do some videography, um, infographics, the video infographics that you can incorporate. It's all types of stuff you can incorporate. To basically pitch the same information, but in a different creative way. So it may be the same product. So I'm pitching a book. But I can take out quotes from that book. I can, it's singing parts in the book. I've done interviews where it was almost like a performance piece, but I was reading from the book. It's online book fairs. I was a part of one of those last year. And I really haven't had the time that I want to really research different platforms to go on. I was doing it pretty regular last year. But that is something that I'm going to continue doing. And I would advise that, that you do too if you are an author or really any type of... This could go for really a business owner too as well. Just making those graphics and making as eye-catching as possible. Of course, of course, like search engine optimization when you are creating things to make sure it is turning up in Google um, and things of that nature if you are familiar with how to do that I'm not a super expert in that so I can't give you much advice but it's tons of, of stuff you can read on social media about that as well I've also found simple research about different contests you can enter to be beneficial I actually did an impact contest where they would, you could basically write a screenplay and send it in and they were collaborating or partnering with Netflix. And this is one thing that, that is definitely a learning experience. I had some people tell me that Netflix, as far as screenwriting, will not speak to you unless you have an agent or a lawyer or something to that nature and so I entered this contest and I didn't get picked my screenplay didn't get picked from from my understanding which like I said you try different stuff everything doesn't work for for everybody it's not that I would never enter a screenplay into something else because I've written 
two screenplays, one based on the, the autoscopy book and then one based on my previous book. But I feel like that just wasn't the avenue that I needed to take at that time. Like I said, I believe stuff happens for a reason. But if anybody else has had actually a good experience with that, or they know somebody that has, I would love for them to come on here and talk about their experience with that because my experience, yeah, you know, but I can only speak for me. But so there are contests out there that you can enter and that'll be a good marketing tool as well. And when COVID is not going on, book signings, having things at different venues, there are a lot of festivals I know locally that we have that now have been postponed due to COVID, but maybe as things get a little better in the future at some point, I was actually invited to a Birmingham Civil Rights Museum author workshop a couple of years back, but it was actually on the day that I was getting married, so I couldn't go, but I know they do have those. So just researching different museums and places that, you can flourish at as an author or, or a writer is important in marketing and joining some book clubs. So everything doesn't always have to be about you. You can support other people's books. And I think that's where we get a little lost. Like one in one group I was in on Facebook, somebody posted, you know, do you guys ever even buy other people's books or do you just get on here and <laughs> promote your own stuff? And that hit me square in the face. Like, yeah, really? I had bought a, another author's book, but I don't think a lot of people are doing that. I think it's a lot of, it's about me, I'm going to get this done, it's me, it's me. And I think we have to get out that mindset as a, as a people, really, and just try to encourage each other and support each other. I think the key is, if somebody, because this always got me, if... You know you've never supported anything that a person has ever done when you see it being put in your face day after day on their social media. And then you come to that person and say, hey, can you help me get a this? Or can you help me get a job? Or can you purchase this? Um, yeah, no. <laughs> no, no, sir, no, ma'am. No. You have to be a supporter to get support. That's that's what I that's what I always think, you know. But you know, that's just my philosophy. You guys may think different. Like I said, you can email me at ashleyinmedia at gmail.com if you want to comment on anything that I'm saying or add your own perspectives. I am open to all of them, even if we are not in agreement. I actually I welcome those the most. I want to have some debates, <laughs> you know, but keep it a safe space. It's really a mellow, safe space here. So don't want to lose that element. But the next thing that I wanted to kind of touch on is music, right? <laughs> because what doesn't music do? Music, I can be in the worst mood ever. Like this music that's on right now. Is it? You hear that? I just had to vibe out for a minute. So, yeah, we actually go to sleep to jazz, really calm type, mellow music. 
and I love it because it can it puts you I mean if people are into meditation it helps with that it helps with I mean research shows you can you can google this I'm you know you don't have to take my word for it that music helps a certain type of music helps with anxiety and depression so I I mean I could have had the worst day at work ever and I come home and I listen to some DeBarge. Because <laughs> I always tell my husband, I feel like I should have been born in the 70s. I was born in the 90s, but I should have been born in the 70s. Because, woo, their music. Oh, it was, oh, it was so earth, wind, and fire. Like, when they, they get railed up, you know, um, nothing like them. And the lyrics, like, I'm really big on lyrics. Like, people, a lot of people aren't really big on lyrics. Like, you get them a beat, and they're, they're in it, you know. But but me, I, I can't get with some of these artists because I think I got, like, a, a old school heart or something. But 90s R&B for me, undefeated. And really, really R&B. I listen to pop music. I listen to country music. I listen to rap music, but it's got to be some J. Cole or Kendrick or something along those lines or somebody talking about something because I'm not going to rely on the beat. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I actually saw that movie, side note, um, what is it called? The Photograph with Issa Rae and Lakeith Stanfield in it. Lakeith Stanfield, A plus on, on Judas and, and the Black Messiah, but I'll save that topic for when my husband is here. But... She said in the photograph that Kendrick Lamar makes her feel bad about herself so she can't listen to it. Because I guess it's so, like, empowering that I guess she feels like she's not doing enough when she listens to him. So she feels like, oh, he, you know, he's doing all this. He's talking about all this. Oh, some of this may be hitting me. Like when you in church and the pastor be like, if I hit you, just say amen. <laughs> Man, if he, he talk about you, like, you know, if he talking about people that was just out doing something and you, you know, if you, like, would you, like, would you follow me, you know? Um, yeah, so, it's like that, I guess. Or at least that's, that's what I got from what she said about it, but, um, I think that's weird, because it's like, you can always change behavior and do more, like, I don't know, I, I don't know, like, that's an ongoing joke with me when she said that, but, that's neither here nor there. But anyway, music, yes, music gets you in the zone. And I just want some input from you guys, like when you email me, about what type of music as a creative inspires you to work. So I mentioned The Barge, but one of probably my top songs for anything, like um, if I'm sad or just to lift my spirits, I listen to this song called Hold My Hand by Dunn, and it is the same Dunn that went solo. Actually, I think she still makes music with Danity Kane. But anyway, it's done from Danity Kane. She makes this really good R&B slash pop slash EDM music. And I just feel like she is so slept on. So I want to advertise her. Like, <laughs> that, that song, like, no matter what happens, like, I, it could be something simple. It could be something complex. But just the lyrics in that song, very calming very calming very reassuring another song like that is this song called torn down by brandy i really like that song i love the whole album of j cole's that atm 
and window pane is on. Love that. And I mean, it's, it's several, it's several different things. I have like a whole playlist of just songs that really stand out and mean a lot to me. Today I was actually listening to Robin Thicke's newest album, which is, is very good as well. Especially the song called Look Easy. Another, if I'm in a happy, jumpy mood, I like Ariana Grande. I listen to Big Crit. Make It Easy. Most inspiring song, rap song. One of the most inspiring rap songs, like, for real. Like, people people sleep on Big Crit, too. But what I want to do, I don't want to just tell you about all of the music, because we'll be here all day, because I, I listen to tons of music that inspires me. But I just want to know... You know, I want to do a segment on here where people talk about, and I read some of what people send me about different music that inspires them and why. Why it inspires you. What are the specific lyrics that are really hard-hitting in this song that inspire you? Because I really want to integrate that into the show as well. And also, write in and tell me about any artist blocks that you may be facing or things that you feel like should be addressed out here in a creative community. And that could be anything. That could be from like social media thinking that it's becoming oversaturated. I do think that at times that it just seems like so many people are on social media trying to sell stuff that it's nearly impossible for, you know, really talented individuals to be seen. It has to be some type of gimmick attached with it or you know, me and my husband laugh all the time. Um, on my Instagram, before I, I met him, I used to get like 100 likes on pictures. Like it was some exorbitant amount, right? But after, you know, that, when I guess people felt like they, they couldn't like talk to me here and there or, or whatever, I don't know, it lowered. So, you really have to reevaluate your audience and who's on your audience and what you want them on there for. Me, in today's time, I really just want fellow creatives. I wish everybody else would just delete themselves, honestly. Because I really just want fellow creatives on my social media so I can learn from them. On Facebook, I have achieved that. I yeah, one thing that I wanted to leave you guys with as far as something that is going on in the world, is about family rifts. So I read an article actually on CNN, and they were talking about rifts being caused in families because of various things. The first thing that I'm, I'm thinking about when I read the headline is, oh, it's rifts because of COVID. So, you know, we can't go be with our 80-year-old grandparents or even our 60- or 50-year-old parents. At this point, because you, you are fearful of them getting COVID, you know, giving them COVID without even knowing it. And one thing that you never want to do is hurt somebody and you don't even know that you hurt them. So if you're being safe, you've been staying as far away from those family members as possible. So I was thinking, okay, that's an understandable rift. But as you get deeper into the article, some of the rifts that they're giving examples for are pertaining to politics. And... I don't really prefer to talk about politics a lot on here. I won't say that I'll never talk about them on here in future episodes, but I know that there is a very rigid defining line between one idea, 
ideal set and the other ideal set. However, I don't think that that should cause risk between your family because family is very important to me. I know I see things on social media all the time stating, you know, blood is not always thicker than water. You know, sometimes your, your friends are more like family, which is true. Sometimes some of your friends can be like family. But if you have a good family, like an honest, really good family, I would do everything in my power to stick with them. Because family will be there, a good family member, will be there through all types of, of thick and thin. I would have never actually published my first book without my family. Or my second book without my family. They not just their encouragement or the, the monetary value, but it's invaluable. I know I can call them and they're not yes men because oftentimes your family won't be. They're not going to agree with everything you do. They're going to tell you, you know, maybe you should do this another way. Or when you need a kick <laughs> in the right direction, as I've even needed within the past couple of weeks, they, they're there for that. You get different perspectives, but they're real, and it's just invaluable. So for rifts to be being caused because of politics, I feel like really cheapens any relationship. It cheapens it. It's like this is what this has come to, and I don't want it to come to that for people. I want people to find every way possible. That's my challenge to anybody, one of the challenges to anybody. The first big challenge is to find your purpose and find ways to live that out truthfully and individually, and don't conform to anything be beyond what your purpose is. That's the first thing. But the second thing is really try to love on your family, see past your differences, and concentrate on mending any rifts that, that may be happening. I know it's difficult because of COVID to actually physically be there with your family, but that just means that you have to have more effort to, to be in their lives and to see them because time passes by so fast and, you know, as you get older, you realize some family members, they won't always be alive, but their legacy and the time they spent with you and the memories are what's going to carry you through every day. And if those memories are bad or if they negate any optimism, then you're going to feel guilty. It's going to come back on you feeling guilty that you missed those times, and I don't want that for anybody. So if there is a divide right now, you, whoever's listening to this, wherever you may be across the world or locally or anything like that, I want you to make a conscious effort to stick close to your family and reconnect with them and let them know that you love them and you care about them because with, I mean, so many people, 500,000, over 500,000 people dying and people dying from things other than COVID, you know, this is the time for people to get really serious and intentional about family and their purpose in life and what they were put here to do because wasting time around and, you know, it's fun, you know, but it's not leaving a legacy. It's not changing anybody's life. And you're more than that. We're all more than that. 
we all have a responsibility to be more than that. And that is what I will leave you with today. And I want you to think about the word legacy. Really think about it. Really ponder on it. I want some good questions. I want some good feedback about what you think your legacy will be. Can you change a legacy? If you think it's a negative legacy in your family that has been left for you, can you change it? Are you working to change it? What are the things that you can do to make a difference in that and how that can transform or add to your own legacy and just any questions you have about it. I'll have my husband here speaking on it as well. And I'll introduce you to him and tell you a little bit about his backstory because I know that it might be able to help someone. And hopefully this broadcast in total has helped you today. I want to encourage you. I want to empower you. I want you to leave this broadcast feeling better about yourself. No matter who you are, no matter what demographic you are, no matter what age, um, if you feel like you're underrepresented, underpaid, which, you know, we all feel like that at some point, never be undervalued. Never feel undervalued. You matter. You are of value. You do have something special to give to the world, and no one can take that. As much as they can hate you, they can talk about you, they can... Say anything about you. Try to create holes for you to fall in, but they can't take your talent. They can't take your purpose. They can't take your drive. It won't happen unless you let it happen. So with that, I'm signing off. Gifted Autonomy. I want to take you guys' questions, your comments, your heartaches, everything. We can talk about it here in the safe place. We can talk about it. We can talk about it. If you just email Ashley in media at gmail.com. Until then, I had fun. I hope you guys did too. I'll see you next week.